Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. I am back after a very long hiatus. Several months, I think. I haven't done any videos or any streaming or any kind of broadcast for months. It's showing with my current viewership. No one, no one remembers me. No, I've become irrelevant. Even more irrelevant than I already was. Well, hello. Thank you for joining me, though, if you are here. If you are listening to the words come out of my face, I really do appreciate it. And this is like the old days. This is like when I first started streaming and absolutely no one was watching. This reminds me of that. Just talking to myself in my room. Oh, shit. Well... I am back. I've had enough. I've had enough time off. Hello, New Bomb Turk. You're here. Thank you for being here, New Bomb. I appreciate you, my dude. Oh, and Papa Cotton. So the old faces. Oh, my God. Brings a tear to my eye. Ah, oh, thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you so much. I missed. I think I missed it. You know, I've had enough uh, fucking dicking around and not doing anything. And uh, I, I, I want to come back. I want to come back to YouTube and stream and make stupid videos and all this happy horseshit. Because uh, I, I miss it. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. It's a fun hobby. It's fun hanging out with my online friends whom I miss and like bouncing ideas off of, you know, just talking, getting weird. Um, yeah, I've been working on a few projects. One, I definitely bit off way more than I could chew. I have this idea for an Expanse parody, which I think is really funny. It's called The the Big Area. And uh, it's kind of a takeoff on The Expanse and all those different things. And I I initially was going to set it up on a, shoot it on a green screen, which I did do, or at least some of it, which behind me, this is my new studio because I moved studios and now I moved apartments. And I, have a, I actually have a room dedicated to content creation, which is actually kind of sick. Because uh, I did not have that at the other place. It was really just my one room where I also broadcasted from, which started to make me kind of feel insane. Because I felt trapped. It's like always just in this one room. It was like being in a fucking prison cell. Um, but uh, I did start to film this thing, this uh, Expanse parody. And uh, I want I watched this guy, Joel Haver. And he animates all this stuff. And I was looking into how to do that. And I was like, that's actually, I could do that. That's totally doable. No problem. And I started to do it. And uh, I know it was a problem. It wasn't incredibly doable. It was a lot. It was a, it was a heck of a lot uh, to, uh, to, to undertake. And I was just like, I mean, I spent one day all day animating literally. And uh, <clears throat> I got, I don't know, six, six seconds of this 10 minute video animated. And it took me literally all day. I'm not exaggerating. Had to redo frames. This program I'm using called Ebsen takes forever to produce the output. I was like, at my current rate, this will take me like a year <laughs> to animate this. And I don't think I can put out like one 10 minute video a year. I don't really feel like that's a very good uh, use of my time. I don't think it'll, it'll have a lot of viewer uh, viewership a lot of people aren't going to stick around and wait and see what happens and i was like damn it's like it's not even like that well written it's not even like that tight of a script it like doesn't demand this level of attention uh so i i'm gonna go back to the live action version and then just sort of edit out the green screen the quality is not going to be terrific but i am 
uh, working on some stuff behind the scenes. I also have some ideas for like sketches and like little stuff, just more like little bite-sized little entertainment shit. I can't believe I just said bite-sized. You should unsubscribe right now. Um, uh, but just little other other things that are more like creatively uh, fulfilling, I guess, than just being like, you know what else I don't like? Something Disney did. Yeah, I just, I can't personally, I just, it, I feel like a crazy person saying stuff like that out loud anymore. Uh, it's sort of, uh, I don't know. I just, it ran its course with me. I think you guys, you've heard me say that. You know, that's the case. It's nothing against people who do. Shit, man. I still watch Trigger's videos. I watched Gary's uh, uh, Dial of Destiny videos. Fucking badass. I was like, that was really good. Uh, as far as the culture war, I did check in with some of that Dial of Destiny shit. I was kind of curious. Um, excuse me. I was kind of curious. What's up, Darius Munchausen and Sean Estep? What's up, boys? Good to see y'all. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, I did check out some of that. I did try to dip my toe back into the conversation just to see what people were saying, just to hear how exactly bad it was. And it did sound exactly as bad as I think we imagined it was going to be, which was like no shock. To me, I don't even know what to like. How do you add to the conversation? You know, it's like it's 100 percent water's wet. You know, you're like, yeah, I know it sucks. Why would I think it wouldn't suck? Like, under in what universe would that movie have not sucked? It was guaranteed to suck. It would be weird if it didn't suck. And I just don't have any, uh, I don't have anything really to say about it. But uh, that's what a lot of people, it's what their brand is. And that's what they do. And they still they still create entertaining content out of it. And I appreciate that. I, uh, I just don't, I don't really give a shit. New bomb. That's great, Matt. But for the love of God, please don't reassemble the panel from Fridays. <laughs> hey, don't you talk shit about my boys? Won't you be talking shit? I think that panel is mostly reassembled. Well, I guess Jed's got his own thing going on, but he does the MF or roadhouse. Um, over on his channel and i think he just got over 100 subs i mean he still does it every friday man you can't knock the dude's hustle uh it was it was a different show certainly i mean i told jed while i was on the air with him i guess i did it like a few weeks ago i had a friday off and i was like fuck it why not join the boys see what's going on and i was like only jed could have 19 people on a panel and there could be dead silence i was like that is a feat that is amazing you were able to accomplish that i was impressed uh, but it was pretty fun but uh i don't think the uh cocktail lounge will be back anytime soon i don't really have like the stomach for that much long form streaming you know every once in a while I might you know bring it back just for funsies um, but I can't, I don't have the strength for those four to sometimes 11 hour streams, you know, where I just get loaded They fuck my whole weekend up. Uh, well, wait, what'd you say? Oh, I thought you meant me. I thought you were saying, I don't think he knows Matt is like, okay, sorry. That's about a dildy. Yeah. It's probably shocking that I'm, 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 uh, on. And also like, what time is it in Croatia? It's probably like the middle of the night. Not that it matters. Since dildo is on a, his own schedule. Um, but anyway, I was babbling. Oh, yeah, probably won't be doing that. Definitely going to stick with the podcast. Uh, maybe we'll even have production value. I thought about, like, toying with the studio and actually kind of setting it up. Like, do you guys ever watch Compound Media? Like, Anthony Cumia? Like, he basically just shoots on a green screen. And I was like, I can probably pull that off. It would take, like, a little bit of uh, finagling, right? Like, I'd have to, I don't know, I shoot on a webcam. Like, I, I don't have, like, a whole studio set up here. But uh 
it would be something that I thought about. I don't know. Be fun to feel like like a studio, like I'm sitting at a table, could have guests in person. You know, Vidge lives in Texas. We could bring him out here, shoot him. So Vigilante, uh, how you been? Y'all heard you've been playing video games on the streams. Tell us about it. You know, like a real talk show. What up, Wolverine Sknicked? How's it going, buddy? Good to see you. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Uh, oh, you joined the channel? Oh, my God, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Well, now I have to. Now I have to keep streaming. Yeah, I might even... Uh, I might even uh, do some, like, uh, members only, like, just live streams kind of thing or just talk with people, you know, like the members bring them on to Tsuk, you know, just create incentive to give me uh, your, your hard earned dollars because it does seem like some people are first very generous and they do that. And I provide them with no reason to, <laughs> that's not a very good business model. It's just, uh, you know, support and thanks. It's not really, you know, you should get something for your money. Speaking of getting some for your money, I did buy, I haven't read a page of it, but I did buy Sammy Boy's book. It came in the mail. It's sitting on my kitchen table right now. It's a steal. $9.99. You know, you get a paperback book, a physical copy of uh, your favorite uh, your favorite uh, conservative conservative dude over there uh, making his own, uh, his own content. <clears throat> I, I, I've not read a page because it came in literally last night, but I did buy it and I will read it. Because I support... Oh, here you are, Sammy. Sammy Boy. Sammy Boy, I bought your book, pal. I bought your book. Lord Toth. I'm not always sure about that one. I always said Thoth, but I think it's Toth. But anyway, Lord Thoth. Hell, my good man. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Haven't seen or talked to you all in a while. I I did have a little interaction with, uh, as it's called, the Fellowship up in Dallas a few, like last month. Went up to see everybody, uh, which was cool. It was fun. Good time. I got kind of loaded. Uh, a little drunker than I wanted. Um, but it was nice to see everybody. Nick Weiser, Dick's Division had their own table set up, which was pretty fun. I thought that was pretty sick. I was very proud of them. You know, Quarter Black Garrett had like like pogs, right? But he also had slammers and he had like a hard metal slammer. I bought that bad boy. I bought that bad boy. But it was good to be around everybody, as it always is. As it always is. Uh, Darius Munchausen, I'll take ball busted over small talk any day. Some weather we're having. How about them lions? What are you referring to? Just uh, just me? Oh, just like uh, just having like a nice conversation. Just like, uh, so how's the family? Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Are you harvesting any daffodils this time of year? Pretty lame. Ah, Wolverine's reading uh, Sammy Boy's book, too. That's good. Fuck yeah. Read Sammy's book. And absolutely, Sammy Boy, anytime, my friend. Hey, man, you wrote a fucking book. That's a huge accomplishment. Truly. I wrote, like, I wrote a few screenplays. No feature lengths. Me and my friend did write a television pilot, though, and then sort of like a show Bible and a bunch of different ideas. And that was a tremendous accomplishment. That took a long time. That was a lot of work. I still think the fi final finished product is good. I don't know if I'll ever do anything with it. I kind of imagine like a comic book maybe would be fun, but I don't even know. I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. I should probably just focus on occasionally making a video, you know, 
unlike Ruben, I cannot accomplish all those goals. You know, I cannot take on literally every possible creative endeavor. I need to be a little more focused, you know. I need to focus on one or two things at a time and go from there. Uh, Lord Doth Weather just got a tornado warning here. Yeah, I heard about that. Chicago, right, has got like a tornado warning. And so therefore, Canada, right there on the border, probably um, probably in peril. Will you be safe out there, my good man? You be safe. You know what I learned about tornadoes, which I thought was pretty fascinating? Hello, Cap! JT Gunn in the house. What's up, doggy? Good to see you, man. Hello, hello. Uh, that nowhere else in the world do tornadoes exist. Apparently, the United States, and like uh, most specifically the Great Plains, uh, has a very specific like ecology and weather and land, blah, blah. De what's the word? Not demographic. Topography? Sure. Topography works. Uh, that create tornadoes. They, they don't exist anywhere else. It's like fucking weird as hell. What a specific phenomenon to just happen here in the great U.S. of A. But uh, yes, yeah, Lord Thoth, right across the border. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you be safe, doggy. Be safe out there, man. Those things fucking rip roofs off and throw cattle. I saw that movie, Twister. I saw that movie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, it's good to be back. It's good to be back and live on YouTube and Rumble. And Rumble. Don't forget our right-wing friends over on Rumble. Uh, I am I am back and I am chatting and I am bullshitting. Um, and we got some topics, man. We got some things to talk about. Yes, also better than small talk, random science facts. I love random science facts. I think they're super fun. I think they're fun. I like them. You know what I could talk about? Before we get into news stories, before we get into the serious, the doldrum of reality, we could talk about some escapism. I... I used to actually, I streamed this a little bit. I played this game, Disco Elysium. And I played it one time. And I was uh, I was impressed with it. I think I, I streamed it maybe last year. Something like that. Not many times. Once or twice. And then I finished the game. And I remember being really impressed with the writing. Really impressed with the voice acting. And I don't mean that like casually. Like... There's so much writing and so much voice acting in that thing. It's an amazing accomplishment. And the voice acting is terrific. It's very immersive. And the gameplay is really strange. It's not normal at all. Uh, one second. Ah, I just had to clear my sinuses. And I didn't want you to watch me do that. Because gross. Um, yes, Darius Munchausen says Disco Elysium is amazing. See, now I didn't get that impression the first time I played it through. I played it through one time. And I did like it. I thought it was unique. It was different. It was fun. It was weird. And uh, I remember like kind of not, like not loving it. Being like, ah, that was really unique. What an experience. Uh, then some dude I work with was like telling me how great it was. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll give it a playthrough. Maybe I'll give it another playthrough. And I got to tell you, Disco Elysium <clears throat> may be the most profound video game I've ever played. It took me the second playthrough to get to that conclusion, but I have to be honest. I think it may be the most profound video game I've ever played. And it really started to hit me, <clears throat> like, as I was playing it. So when you're the character, you know, certain thoughts uh, that are motivated by certain parts of, like, your biology or your psyche kind of chime in when you're, like, talking with people. And I didn't quite grasp what that was about. 
but it's really kind of a reflection of us all as individuals and how when like like you'll have thoughts you know you'll have like kind of random thoughts or or like thoughts motivated by fear or motivated by lust or or motivated by whatever they just pop in your head and you can choose to acknowledge those thoughts or you can choose to follow them or dismiss them or dwell on them or whatever and that's kind of like that's the backbone of disco elysium is you you're, you wake up amnesic if that's a word if amnesic is a word i'm going with it whether it is or it isn't but I don't know if it's a word, amnesic. You wake up after being on a bender for like three days and you you drank so hard, you actually lost your memory. So you're kind of starting at a relatively blank slate. Uh, no, Papa Cotton is not that fishing game, although that fishing game fucking rules. Dredge is great. I recommend it. Um, <clears throat> no, so you wake up in this hotel room and then you don't know who you are, where you are, or why you're there. And it turns out you're a police officer there's a murder you're there to solve and uh, you kind of pissed off like everyone you encountered over the past few days. Uh, so you're starting from a real negative place. You, you basically hit bottom, but you still have to solve this case. But because you're amnesic, once again, not sure if that's a word, um, you have to basically build from scratch and you have to, you can spend time remembering who you are or kind of developing like a new version of yourself. And I, I it's, it's maybe one of the best metaphors for just being alive that I've ever encountered, especially in a video game form. It was, it was so profound. I, I noticed almost like those mechanics reflecting real life, like accurately in the days or weeks, you know, following me playing it. It's also like profoundly philosophical in like a really effective way where it doesn't beat you over the head with any of it. It just sort of basically leads you towards contemplating these concepts. It, analyzes your political affiliations, but ultimately it doesn't really have to say, uh, no, I do not want to say suffering from amnesia. I want to make up words like amnesic. All right, new band. Um, and uh, yeah, Darius Munch has, and yeah, your character stats are voices in your head. Yeah. And it, I, I just started to, I don't know. It, it was just almost like it was like enriching, like it enriched my life, you know? where I was able to think about and kind of almost like it's a little like empowering too. Where you're sort of like, Oh shit. Like everybody has just like random thoughts. Like you don't have to follow them. They don't, they don't define you. It's just something that popped in your head one time. It's really like fucking fascinating, man. Hello office girl. Good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome back. Still a channel member. Bad, bad bitch. Love it. Thank you for being back. The spaceship has landed. Yes. Yes. I I've returned to earth. I've returned to Earth. Uh, Luke is somewhere around. He got out again. Little fucker. Got out again for another three weeks when we moved. I think he panicked. I had to literally buy a humane trap to capture him because I couldn't get him. And uh, anyway, he's back, but he went on another adventure. Um, Darius Munchausen, your character can be anywhere from a fascist to a communist. Yeah, and everything in between. You could be like, uh, ultra liberal, which is kind of like maybe you'd, you'd say like the worst kind of capitalist, you know, someone who just doesn't really give a shit and exploits and just makes money, money, money. But there is no real right answer, which I think is really what's profound about it. The, the, the game does not have a point of view or a message to beat you over the head with. It doesn't have it doesn't even take place in the real world. I think it's, it's all like there's lots of different interpretations and I don't want to just like lay a heavy handed interpretation on it for you, but 
it really is a, a good an experience. And I, I cannot recommend, uh, cannot recommend playing that game more. Disco Elysium, really, really fun. The other game I'm playing, and then we'll move on. Uh, because uh, the fishing game, whom brought that up? Was that uh, Papa Cotton? Hail Papa Cotton. I saw your I saw your text, by the way, your, your messages on, on Instagram, on Twitter. I will get back to you, with the, especially the thing about V-dubs. I just have been busy. Haven't had the time, but I will. But I will. Amnestatic? Is that the word? Amnesiatic. Am, amnesiatic. I like mine better. Amnesiatic. Is that it? Amnesic. I was fucking right. Oh, wait, no. And no. Amnesiac? I think that's a noun. Yeah, that's a noun. Oh, experiencing or relating to a partial or total loss of memory. So it could be an adjective too. Amnesiac. Hmm. That's less fun. I like amnesic, but amnesiac, fine. Amnesiac. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Someone brought up that fishing game. Dredge. Papa Cotton brought it up. It's fucking great, by the way. I love that game. I really recommend it. It's one of the simplest games I've ever played, but it's so goddamn addicting. Um, I went on a forum on Reddit, and I was like, hey, I need more of this. Like, where can I find this? And they recommended Dave the Diver. <laughs> you want to have some fun you play dave the diver uh i guess there was a i think there's probably still going on might be i don't know big steam sale so i bought a few games one of them was dave the diver and dave the diver kicks ass it's it's incredibly simple as well you're like this sort of fat dude who's a diver hence the title right pretty good so far and you have to dive and like <clears throat> capture all these like kill and capture all these fish to run this sushi restaurant during the day. And then there's like little side missions. There's this sub story about sea people who are like mer people or whatever. And you have to figure out who they are. They're sea monsters. It's great. And it's really cute and adorable and kind of wholesome. Like the worst thing that happens to you is like, if you die, you just have to go back to the surface and you only get like one of the items you collected, which is a huge pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong, but there's no like real stakes. You just don't complete missions and shit. It's super fun. It's really cute music. It's like, <clears throat> like I don't know, like not 13-bit, but like maybe 64-bit. And it's great. It's just a really fun time. And it's kind of like one of those escapism things where it's just totally just a wholesome experience where you just enjoy yourself. You feel good. You laugh. There's great little animations that are kind of inspired by like Japanese anime. Like the sushi chef is this black dude who wears sunglasses and has like this uh, bandana. And like whenever he upgrades the fish, they give you like an animatic where he's like, he holds like the, the sushi knife and the fish comes across and cuts in half. It's really, really good. I recommend Dave the Diver. Does he go down? Oh, Lord Thoth. He goes down, buddy. He goes down. He goes deep. All the way in. All the way in. <clears throat> Uh, Darius, what do you say? The creator said the best role play game experience will, will occur if you decide who your character is and then act in accordance with that. Talking about Disco Elysium. Agreed. Also, probably the worst experience you'll have with it, or one that I had that I was like, oh, you don't have to do this, is to kind of like try to make up for your character's like failings, right? So like when you start off and you're like this big hungover mess, like trying to like make up for it and like apologize. It's like, it just sort of, everyone's just like, Oh, you're such a loser. But I think if you like lean into it or you try like a different way or you go in a different direction, you have a lot more fun with the game. 
I uh, recommend both those games. Disco Elysium, if you want like an immersive RPG with a lot of big themes, but doesn't, you know, no message to speak of, just sort of like art to experience. Or Dave the Diver, if you just want like a fun, cute little video game to just enjoy, recommend both of those games. Office Girl, have you tried fishing in real life, like outside? What, you want to kill an animal with my bare hands? Like some savage Republican or something? I would never. I would never. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. You know what? That brings me to something I wanted to talk about. I learned this today and thought was terrific. I think I kind of knew it. But I got like uh, detail of it. So speaking of soy little vegan soft boys, um, you guys, I'm sure if you're familiar with meme culture at all, I'm sure that you are familiar with this image. Uh, wait, where are we? Chrome tab. There we go. I'm sure you're familiar with this image. You've probably seen it before. We all have. We've all posted it somewhere on some leftist commie bullshit, right? Uh, I'm sure you've seen this meme, this soy meme, which is pretty funny. There's a whole series of them, soy jacks, they call them, and they're all over the place and uh, very, very much fun. I, I enjoy them. Did you know, though, that they all actually came from a real photo? And I think I knew that, but I don't think I'd ever seen the original. Well, today that changed. Because I saw the original. Do you want to see the original where this was from? It's just so great. <laughs> when I saw this, I thought they were recreating the meme. I didn't know this is what inspired the meme. <laughs> and how perfect is it? Beyond fried chicken, uh, like this fake, fake meat which apparently is disgusting and like terrible for you or it's supposed to be like really good, but ultimately it's supposed to be so bad for you. Like there's so many more chemicals and all, all this horse shit or whatever. Like, well, I, would I read something where like, um, like a beyond burger from, from Burger King has like, it was, it was something insane number, like 13,000 times the estrogen as a, as a regular burger. And you're like, that sounds like too much estrogen for anyone to be eating. Um, but I did like this fun little fact. I thought this was pretty, pretty good. Uh, just a fun little, a little, little bit of internet history for you. You know, the soy are real. They're real. They're really out there. You got to watch out, watch out for the soy. Um, <laughs> Papa Cotton, you don't have to rush to respond to my bullshit. None of it's important. Lol. Yes, I know. But uh, no, I mean, you, your recommendations are pretty good. I did start watching that Ali Sadiq thing. Now I'll just address it. Uh, Papa Cotton sent me a, a special to read, Ali Sadiq, uh, and uh, what was it called? Failure or Truth or something like that. Um, I kind of struggled to get into it. Not that I thought it was bad or anything. I just felt like, I don't know that I get it. I don't, or if, I don't know if I'm on the same wavelength. Like, I was watching his comedy, and, like, the audience was really digging it, but I was like, wait, was that a I, like, genuinely didn't get it. I might go back and try it again, but I just don't think it was for me. But I do appreciate the recommendation, as always. It certainly wasn't bad. Uh, Jake Diesel, hell, hell to you, brother. Watching on catch up. Look, I'm, you know, I appreciate you checking me out, doggy. Oh, look at fucking Sammy boy. I didn't even notice. Uh, Jake, it's good to see you, brother. And thanks for uh, thanks for reaching out the other day, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Sammy boy on uh, Rumble. My first, the first dollars I've ever made on Rumble. Five dollars to be specific. 
he says, says, Hail, choosing to support you here on Rumble. Glad to see you're back and can't wait to see what you've got planned for this channel. Well, thank you very much, Sammy boy. Thank you, brother. And I like that you're uh, you're making it about Rumble. I appreciate that because I know, you know, you've definitely got like uh, you're a Rumble dude. And uh, they didn't, you know, treat you too good here on YouTube, which I can't blame you. They definitely, uh, they definitely make it, they make it tough sometimes. They, they truly do. But thank you very much for that, brother. And additionally, Office Girl with the super sticker, $1.49 Canadian. And guess what? She made us sandwiches. Thank you very much, Office Girl. Much, very much appreciated. And you as well, Sammy boy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Darius likes semen. <laughs> uh, semen for Dreamcast, but with Matt as the talking fish. I don't get it. I never played it. My dad, ironically enough, he lives on Semen Court in New Jersey. He actually, that's a true fact. He lives on Semen Court. Um, but it's spelled much like this, not like the seminal fluid that comes out of male penises. Uh, more about people who work and live on the sea, men of the sea. Joe's Atmosphere. There's that guy I missed on Friday nights. What up, Foulball Productions? What up to you, Joe's Atmosphere, fellow bartender? Hello, sir. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, good to have you here. Good to have you here. All righty. Let's get into some news. Let's talk some news. What can we talk about? We've got, uh, oh, the Emmy nominations came out. Now, I think you guys have seen, you know, who gives a shit, right? I mean, whatever big goddamn deal. I will say this time I was like, well, at least I recognize the shows. At least the properties I've heard of I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, I just want to see if I could just get, I have an article pulled up. I don't want to read the whole article. I just want to see the nominations. Here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, they, they organized it by program. Okay. We'll take a look. We'll take a look. So I guess uh, Succession is the big leader, the big winner, Succession. Now, I've never watched a single episode of Succession. I heard it's pretty good. I heard it's a good show. But also, I, I guess initially I got the feeling where they were kind of like, it just felt like the whole show was designed to sort of like dunk on the Trump family, which I was like, this is just so lame. You guys are obsessed. But I don't know if it's that. I, I don't know if it's that. That's just the impression that I got. I've never given it a chance. I hear it's very good. People that I respect like it. I've never checked it out. The Last of Us, I think I lost interest. Apparently, people really like that. Towards the end, it got pretty good. White Lotus, never saw it. Ted Lasso, never saw it. Marvelous Miss Maisel, I've never seen. Apparently, that's supposed to be really good, too. Uh, the Bear is supposed to be a great show. That's about, like, chefs. And this guy is supposed to be, like, I don't know. It's supposed to be really good. I heard it's, like, shameless but cooking. I don't know. I realize as I'm talking about this, wow, I haven't seen most of this shit. Maybe I should pick a topic I can actually talk about. Beef I did really like. I thought beef was super good. Uh, Dahmer, Wednesday, Barry. At least these are shows I've heard people talk about. You know, like when the Oscar nominations come out, you're like, what? Who? When did that movie come out? Who's even in that? And then you find out who did, who's in it. And you're like, who is that? At least, at least these, I have some sort of touchstone. Not that I give a shit 
about the Emmys or who wins. Um, but it was interesting that at least they're in the conversation. I thought that was interesting. The Mandalorian, ugh. You know things are bad when you're nominated in Mandalorian. Saturday Night Live's getting nominations. I mean, who watches Saturday Night Live? Abbott Elementary. Now, I, I was briefly dating a girl uh, last year who recommended uh, that show to me. said it was hilarious. And I started to watch it, and I was like, oh, no. No, absolutely not. This is like comedy for people who watch CNN. Like, I was like, this is not for me at all. Like I, I, this is not, I don't find this funny. It's not cute. It's so on the nose. It has all the right opinions. I would nothing. I want nothing to do with it whatsoever. Um, but uh, yeah, that's got, that's uh, no shock there. It's got a big one. Better Call Saul is on there. Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Is that the movie? Cause I heard that was actually really good. If that's that movie, I heard that that was really funny, really tongue in cheek. And he like makes fun of the concept of biopics which I thought was a, a pretty clever idea. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power got six Emmy nominations, dude. They just can't help themselves. Hello, that 70s rock fan. How are you? How's my favorite Scotsman? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for joining. Uh, Office Girl said she enjoyed Andor. Well, my girlfriend has a Disney Plus subscription, so... If I were to watch it, it wouldn't be me breaking the vow that I made three years ago when they filed, fired Gina Carano that I would never sign up for Disney Plus, which I'm proud to say I have not. I have not since I made that video. Didn't even get that many views, but I did. Uh, I did open it in a very low res video of me clicking unsubscribe because I was like, no, I rebel which I, I meant and stand by. Um, but apparently that Andor is pretty good. So now I could probably, I could watch it without breaking my promise. I've heard that show's good. I'd be curious to see. I'd be curious to see. I mean, I can't say I'd be particularly interested. I, I you know, Star Wars means nothing to me anymore. I don't care. I don't even care whatever. They can keep making bad things. I don't give a shit. I hope they make it like so bad that even the people who are like Mandalorian are like, wow, I think Star Wars isn't good anymore. And I'll just be like, yeah, you think so? You think so? <laughs> I'll pretend I'm not still upset about it. Uh, Darius says, I have not finished Andor, but I was enjoying it. I'll have to get it. I'll have to get it. Uh, I'll have to give it a shot. I don't know. It's Tony Gilroy, right? That's his name. He's good. He's good. The Book of Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. Fashion is my fave. Yeah, I, I can't even pretend to care about the book, the book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, the any of that garbage. I certainly won't get upset about it by either. Did you know though, as bad as bad as that stupid Dial of Destiny movie looked and sounds like it is, and as much money as it is going to lose, it was still like the number one movie for like two weeks. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's a Disney movie. It's, it's you know, Indiana Jones. It's probably relatively family friendly. But still, even as bad as that looked, it was the number one movie for a few weeks. You're just like, boy, oh boy. There are just some disconnect with the people out there. But anyway, what I wanted to, why I brought up the Emmy nominations is because there's one show that's glaringly absent from uh, from this list. God, why do you suck so much? New York Post. So many ads. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to share. 
just trying to discuss with my audience. You're in my way, New York Post. There's one show that was glaringly off this list, glaringly left off from the Emmy nominations. And that is the biggest show in the country, Yellowstone. Not a single Emmy nomination by Yellowstone. Now, I think it's kind of like, I think this is sort of what is happening here. You know, they don't like the show, obviously. And the biggest reason, thank you, Rockfin. I appreciate you saying that, that even though it's not. It's objectively not true, but thank you very much for saying so. Um, lady, lady, thought that I love Yellowstone. Now, see, that's the problem. That I think is the problem. Thought is that the wrong thinkers love it. They love it, and in season, I think it's three or four. There's the uh, that one character, the San Francisco liberal chick, who becomes like the butt of all the jokes. And that's like, and she doesn't even, she never gets like her rebuttal. She doesn't ever get to pwn the old straight white man, imperialist, colonialist. She just has to kind of suck on it. I think that's the, uh, that's why Mark Larseth. Hello, sir. Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Um, I think, uh, I think that's why. I think that's why they snuff it. That's why it will not get watched I will not get nominated because it's got all the wrong thing. And as as terrible, <laughs> as as hilarious as those articles that came out around that Jim Caviezel movie where you're just like, are you defending child sex trafficking? Like, what are these articles? I think at the, the heart of it, it's really more about the fact that like right wing Americans wrong thinkers, boomers, straight white men, Republicans, whatever. Anyone who's not some douchey New York City liberal, you know, cucky person, uh, they latched on to that. And so they have to push back. I really don't think it goes much deeper than that. I mean, maybe the child trafficking one does, because that is just such a bad look where you're just like, what are you, whose side are you on? (laughs) That is an insane take there. That is a crazy, crazy angle. But I think that's why uh, that's I think that's the number one reason why they don't uh, have Yellowstone on this show or on their uh, on their on their Emmy nominations, because it's the biggest show in like Red America, which is evil. Bad, bad, bad. Red America, very bad. And they know that they have all the smart right ideas. And I think that's why they just leave it off year after year, despite the fact that, A, it's the biggest show in the country, which is amazing. Also, it's fucking awesome. I love Yellowstone. I binged the ever-loving shit out of that show when I got into it. I love it. I think it's fun. I think I think there's maybe more murders in rural Montana than there are in, like, Baghdad. But <laughs> it does seem fucking... It is a kick-ass show. I think you have to kind of watch it from a particular lens, though. Like, because it's so well-acted and the writing is so good, it almost kind of, like, you could almost mistake it for a show like The Sopranos or, like, The Wire. That's almost meant to be taken kind of, like, as a facsimile of real life or, like, a depiction of real life. It isn't. Like, it's very elevated. Like, in the first season, the, the prodigal son of this family, like... I think an inside of a week kills two different people and finds it and watches someone else like burn to death or something like that. Like it was an insane amount of bloodshed for one man 
to have spilled. And just then the show just moves on. It doesn't really deal with the fact that he's had to deal with all this. You know, normally like a show, you know, you you your characters reflect on these things or like a death is like a big moment that you kind of have to like, you know, has an impact on the show and all the people around them. Yellowstone doesn't really do that. Yellowstone just keeps it moving. Which so it's like, okay, it's a little soap opery. But once you get on board with that rhythm and that style of storytelling, it fucking rules. It's really just fun. It's very badass. It's very like, hell yeah. You know, like we work all day, ride the range, we fight and kick the shit out of people, we fuck hot chicks. You're like, yeah, this show's awesome. <laughs> I love Yellowstone. Yellowstone rules. I'm a cowboy too. Fuck yeah. I live in Texas. I'm practically a cowboy. <laughs> You know, it gets you all jacked up. It's a really, it's really fun, but uh, snubbed, snubbed again, the biggest show. And then they give things like, what was that fucking Abbott Elementary? I mean, the, the least funny comedy I've ever seen. Saturday Night Live is getting shit. Like I've heard Ted Lasso is good. I don't know. White Lotus. I don't know. The Last of Us, I think at least kind of like, even as soy as they went, I think people still appreciated it. Even like, you know, hardcore kind of like culture warriors were still like, all right, that didn't suck as much as I wanted it to. There was definitely some dumb shit like that one, the gay romance scene with that guy from Parks and Rec where you're just like, what was the point of this whole episode? Is this just here to watch two gay dudes like feel? Okay, why? You know, because you, you have to see, you have to see what it's like. Um, but I think even that show kind of like, you know, even the hardcore culture warriors were like, eh, not so bad. Succession is supposed to be great. But no, I, I mean, you know, Stranger Things, of course. Queer Eye. Didn't even know that was still on. Obi-Wan Kenobi has five Oscar nominations or Emmy nominations and Yellowstone Donut. Biggest show in the country. Donut. Like Taylor Sheridan is such a force. He's got like three shows on the air right now. Donut. Not a single Emmy nomination, really. Well, I guess their standards are just super high. They just have real high standards at the Academy of Arts and Sciences or whoever makes this bullshit up. I mean, come on. Cabinet of Curiosities, that was fine. Totally forgettable. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, I will say it was pretty good. I did enjoy House of the Dragon. I will be watching the next season. I like that. I think Max is probably my favorite streaming service. It's got the most options. It's got the entire HBO catalog, and there's all the movies on there. It's kind of a bargain. And since they re relaunched it as Max and not HBO Max, just Max, it's actually a much better service. The latency is better. The searching is better. The menus, it's all just better. They've improved it tenfold. So I, I that's my endorsement. Give me money. Um... Yes, Darius Yellowstone does have horses. Beautiful, beautiful horses. Not that I have much. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Man of War. Man of War. Hello. Man of War 665, Day for the Bees. Austin doesn't count. Yes, I know, Man of War. That was, uh, that was, I was poking fun at myself. My, my uh, comfort, comfortable city life with my green juices and my pokey bowls. I don't think I'm the type of Texan. I'm not even a Texan. I don't think I'm the type of Texas resident that uh, I was talking about. Uh, that's depicted in the show Yellowstone. Those guys are hard scrabble. That ain't my life. That ain't my life. I'm just, you know, in my, in my bed with my cat watching endless entertainment. I'm no cowboy, but it makes you feel like it. 
Makes you feel like a cowboy when you watch Yellowstone. I endorse Yellowstone. They may not get an Emmy nomination, but Foul Ball Productions gives them an award. Best, best non-woke-based TV show in history. Suck it, commies. That's right. I mean, I really do like Yellowstone. I think it's it's fucking kicks ass. Uh, Papa Cotton. I like the Brendan Schaub version, Yellow Sinks. This joke is just for Matt. Sorry, everyone. Oh. I, I, I kind of feel bad for Brendan. You know, I've done stand-up like open mics and it's pretty humiliating. But everyone's kind of sucks. So it's not so bad. It's not like there's expectations. But if you did like a special, like a curated hour special, and then that's a punchline, <laughs> like even amongst comedians who are like, you know, like openly mocking it, that sucks. <laughs> That's just, that's, I feel bad. You know, I really, I really do. He does bring it upon himself really badly. Um, and he isn't, I know Rogan encouraged him to do comedy, but he's not really, he's not really funny. You know, it's not really his thing. But uh, I, I don't, you know, God bless him. God bless him. That's what I say. Bless your heart, Brendan Shop. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 70s rock fan says the Canadian version is exactly the same, except all the horses are gay. Yeah, and they they uh they they resolve all their disputes with polite polite discussion. There's no shooting. There's no murder. They're just like, hey now, you know, don't be doing that. And they're like, oh okay, I won't be. Sorry. Yeah, all right, it's okay there. Say hello to the missus for me. All right, I will do. You have a good day. And then that's that. That's the climax of the season. Ah, <laughs> uh, 70s rock fan. I love the House of the Wheel of the Rings of Blood Time Dragon Power Origins. Great show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know what sucked? I've been trying to tell everybody, but no one's listening. Absolutely no one's listening in my regular life. But I have y'all here. And you... You can't go anywhere. Actually, you can totally click off. Please don't. Um, but I watched with my girlfriend. We watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I was like kind of optimistic for. That shit sucked. It wasn't. It was staggeringly bad. I couldn't believe how awful that movie was like it 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 kept getting worse spectacularly worse like they were literally doing like tropes that the hero of the story should be doing should be growing and going through and then just giving it to this ancillary character who you're just like why is he having that moment why is he talking to the mentor why is he developing as a character while our hero stays completely idle the story's not even happening to him he's just around they even make a joke how he's the one who does the planning. <laughs> Hot horseshit. Hot horseshit. And the problem with that movie was, is it looks incredible. There's a little bad CGI towards the end when they go in like this cavern. I think the budget started to run out because there's like a big dragon. It doesn't look great. It's like a fat dragon, which is kind of a funny, sort of funny fat dragon. And it doesn't look great, but the rest of the movie looks incredible. 
The costumes are incredible. The props are incredible. Like it looks terrific. There's actually a, like a cameo uh, by Bradley Cooper where he plays like a wee guy who's like into barbarian women, which is kind of funny. It'd be funnier if like the context of our time was not kind of like, yeah, and soy guys are the ones who get all the chicks. You know, yeah, that that's how a man should be. Should be like one of those dudes in that meme. One of those guys. That's what fucking that's what CNN wants you to believe, but they're lying to you. You're not gonna get lies. Not here at Foulball Productions. Like, subscribe. Okay, Sh tell your friends. We're getting based out here. We're getting based, guys. Um where was I? Oh, yeah. So they have Bradley Cooper as like a Lilliputian, like a little man, like kind of like a hobbit. It was kind of funny. But and and like, but, it, you know, it didn't land. And the joke wasn't like that funny. And like the whole kind of like, OK, OK, OK. But it looked it there's so much wasted talent making that thing look incredible and kick ass special effects. I mean, it was really like it visually spectacular and maybe one of the worst plots, one of the worst scripts. One of the least interesting adventure movie stories I've ever seen in my entire life. I could not believe how bad Dungeons & Dragons was. I thought, like, at worst, it just got, like, eh, it was sort of stupid or it was kind of woke. It was everything. It was woke. It was boring. It was a mess. It was a bunch of fetch quests. It had no redeeming qualities from a story standpoint at all. At all horrid horrid i do not recommend that even kind of and that was yeah office girl says just play Baldur's great three comes out august if you want dnd that rhymed that was very poetic that was almost like dropping a verse just play Baldur's gate three comes out in august if you want dnd uh office girl laying it down laying down the lines and verses them bars son that's right. She spits. Believe it. She's from the streets. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, Baldur's. Oh, it's a new. Uh, who's putting it out? Who's putting out the new Baldur's Gate? It's not Bethesda, is it? If it's Bethesda, I don't know. I have to wait. Poet and don't know it. Damn right. Damn right. That's kind of curious. I do kind of want to see. Baldur's Gate 3. Who's putting it out? Larian Studios. Okay. Okay. I could see. How does it already have? Wait, I thought you said it's coming out. It's already got like 10 stars on, 10 or five stars on uh, Steam. I'd have to enter my birthday. Come on. Come on. You're holding up the show, Steam. You're holding up the show. Oh, it's an early access game. Oh, oh, so you can get you can get it now. Get involved with this game as it develops. I don't know that I want to do your developing for you, but it's extremely positive. Fifty eight thousand very positive reviews on Steam. Baldur's Gate three. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with that's a good recommendation from Office Girl there. Sixty bucks is a little steep. A little steep for me, but I do like a good fantasy game. I do like an immersive RPG storytelling. That shit's kind of fun. Because that was the thing, like when it started, and I, I was talking with my girl because she doesn't, she's not like that kind of a nerd. And I was explaining like all the times that I used to play uh, 
uh, Dungeons and Dragons with my friends and how much fun that was. And we would take on these different adventures and all that tabletop. And like, I was like, oh, they mentioned Baldur's Gate. I was like, oh, that's a real location from like the D&D lore and all that. And uh, she was actually just getting into it. She was kind of like curious. She's like, would you want to go play? I was like, yes, I would. A hundred percent I would want to go play. Uh, and that was what made that movie all that much more, <laughs> all that much more disappointing because it was so bad in comparison to how awesome D&D actually can be. Uh, <clears throat> that's a news rock fan. I could be paying, paying for Disney Plus instead of this torture. Hey, listen, man, if you want to support those groomers over there at Disney, go for it. But I'm Team DeSantis and we're fighting against that shit. Okay, bro? All right? Maybe... Maybe I don't want you around anymore then if that's how it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, Divinity Game Studio. Oh, okay. Divinity Game Studio. All right. I don't know if I'm familiar. What else have they put out? We got Laris and Larian Studios. Maybe that's like their bigger. Oh, yeah. Divinity. They've done Divinity 2. Beyond Divinity. Divine Divinity. Dragon Commander. Divinity. Okay. So I guess these are supposed to be. I guess these are comparable wow they go pretty far back they really stay in their lane too they do not go outside of what they do they do all these divinity games they're awesome with their fantasy there's dragons all types of shit and that's all they do that's all their games now Baldur's gate 3 ah, pretty sick pretty sick maybe i'll check it out maybe i'll check it out oh you already have it on early access the first missions have been out for a while okay hey just another red shirt hail hail Good to see you. Static 2020. Hell, isn't Baldur's Gate 3 with the bear love? Oh, is that what you were talking about? With gay elf druid bear sex scene prompts? And yes, it's real. I'm not talented enough to make shit up like that. Is that real? Office girl, is this part? Is there bestiality? Druid deality? Oh, I bet that would come up a lot in the fantasy world. Oh, shit, dog. Druids doing like a furry convention? Oh, my God. They would clean up, man. They would clean up. They'd be like kings and queens. They had amassed more riches than a dragon. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. <laughs> Play like a perverted version of D&D. Like there's a druid that <laughs> works very conventions. <laughs> That's actually a funny idea for a sketch. <laughs> uh, That's pretty funny. Oh, shit. Uh, Matt, studiously ignoring the member chats. Nothing changes. Well, nothing's changed with StreamYard. I can't see. I didn't know they were there. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Static 2020. This is still a thing. I don't know if you're referring to me or membership or my channel, but uh, it hadn't been. But it is again. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Better than ever. Even though I have to be honest, I really do think that just this sort of static actual physical background i do think doesn't look quite as good as my green screen with me and my spaceship me and luke in the spaceship but i am back and i'm making content again yes i am i'm back i'm a youtuber again guys i'm a youtuber again uh jake d damn i'm still paying for this <laughs> with the laugh emoji yes I, I i do kind of feel like you ever see those when you're scrolling on instagram and they have that thing where you're, you, you know, you're paying for all these subscriptions and you forgot about it. I feel like that's, that's like the membership of my channel. They're like, oh shit, am I still paying him? He doesn't even stream. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys are good people. You're good. You're good people. A lot of good people on both sides. Uh, Office Girl, you're still a member. Uh, oh, uh, that 70s Rock fan says, I'm still a member of this damn thing. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> and Office Girl, you're still a member. Well, you guys are good people. You're good people. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the support. I am going to, I'm doing it again. Look at me. I'm broadcasting. I'm, I'm, I'm live right now. It's happening. I'm creating content for you people, for you wonderful folks. You wonderful. Matt, Matt never changes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I am going to change. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better, Senator. I am going to do better. I am. I am. He's gone, Campia. So, no. Hey, come on. Take it easy. Jeez, Louise. Uh, Office Girl is pretty fun, and the decisions are wild you can make. Sounds like it. Sounds like you can go all over the place. Sounds like you can get real weird. Um, Papa Cotton. The bear is an alt skin for a small child, which means the point of the entire scene is to play the mod. Understand yet? Actually, no, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, just another red shirt. That 70s rock fan, you could take the boy out of Hollywood, but you could take the Hollywood out of the boy. <laughs> I am still a star in my head. I'm like, uh, who's that chick in, in Hollywood Boulevard? <laughs> She's still like, I'm waiting for my come. Don't call it come back. It's a return. I'm gonna. I'm making my return to YouTube. I'm still a star. I'm still a star. Uh, Office Girl never made the gay choice. That's nice. Stay based. Stay based. Uh, Papa Cotton, it's worse than that. Oh, boy. Um, whoa. Man of War going hard. Do not trust a single thing that has the stamp of weasels of the cuck has broken on it. The IP has been sullied beyond belief. That includes the filth coming out in Baldur's. Oof. Wow. Those are strong words. Strong words. Has broken. Pretty good. Pretty clever. Sometimes those boomer critique terms are not that clever. There were some pretty good Dial of Destiny slams. They weren't all good. I'm surprised no one went with Doldrum of something. Doldrum of Destiny or whatever. That's the one I thought was clever. Just, I don't know, because it's already gets alliteration. But there was not, not a lot of them were very good. Doldrum of Dementia or something. Be kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> that's somebody's fan. Matt reads the member chats out of order, thereby totally destroying the joke. You know what? Just be grateful I'm here, okay? Just say thank you, and I'll say you're welcome, and then we can just go our separate ways, okay? Rock fan, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, I'm so glad Matt is back. I missed this. Ah, oh, stop it. Okay, you can stay. You can stay. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, you're welcome, Mr. Rock fan. You're welcome. All right. Well, what else we got? Um, got the oh the oh the writers strike too, and I guess the actors are getting ready to join the writers strike. Have you heard this? Have Have you heard this, folks? Folks, have you heard this? Uh, apparently, yeah, the actors are now priming to join, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Uh, not that I give a shit about any of it. Um, I don't know what they hope to gain, like. I, I think like the studios are pretty nefarious, right? They're pretty evil. They tend to treat their talent poorly. However, I mean, you can't argue that the content has gone down in the past, you know, five to six, seven, ten years, something like that. Like 
we were living in maybe the best time in history for television and content for a long time. I mean, we had like a run, you know, it definitely started with it. Sopranos and the wire, you know, that was like the first, but then, I mean, you know, when we're you're talking around 2010, 2011, I mean, there were so many shows you could, you couldn't keep up. There's too many shows to watch. I, I could barely follow along. I, there was, there's still shows. I mean, I'm, I'm watching Deadwood right now, you know, now I'm going back because it was like one of those ones that just slipped by. You never got a chance to watch. I mean, it was so good. And the fact that it was that high and that good and they fucked it up so tremendously makes me think like, well, something's got to change. Something's got to change. I mean, diversity initiatives, I'm sorry. I, I don't find them. I don't think they're all that entertaining. And I don't think the general public finds them all that thrilling. Uh, I don't really... <laughs> I don't really think it translates to good TV. Call me crazy. I get it. I'm out there. It's a wild take. I understand. But I don't think anyone uh, gives a shit. Basically, the writers are like, why the fuck should a television have a minimum staff? A union, a union dictated minimum staff in a writer's room? Why? Some shows are bigger than others. Some require a bigger staff than others would. Why would you want, why would you force that on them? And then, of course, it's not just going to be that because it won't just be, well, you have to have a minimum staff and we're happy with that. It's like, of course not. It's going to have to be a, a minimum amount of BIPOC, a minimum of LGBT, a minimum amount of women. And it's not going to be any kind of merit based, not going to be any kind of a, who's actually a good writer or who's right for this show. It's going to be like, does it check off the union box? It's going to make television impossible to produce. It's already ex insanely expensive. It's going to make it impossible to produce. It's like these are insane things. And then what was it? I saw Mr. Uh, Mr. Nerd Roddick there, Mr. Gary. He tweeted this and I uh, saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That actually and that's probably should be a good goal. They probably should break their back and kind of start over a little bit here. Kick out some of the riffraff that probably don't belong there. There's been causing trouble are really just more activists than more than, than artists just there to, you know push their bullshit that they learned in college on everybody, which no one wants. Uh, but Hollywood Studios WGA strike endgame is to let writers go broke before resuming talks in fall. Yeah, I think they should probably, they probably should put them on their knees and then go back to prioritizing good content, not activism. Although I don't know if that's their prerogative. Maybe they are just greedy and evil. I have no idea, but I have no sympathy for either side. I don't care. I think basically all it's going to do is draw drive more people to watch more YouTube and more sketches and more independently produced stuff and go back to video games and comic books. And like, I don't know, are you guys going to miss it? I'm not going to miss it. Like there's shows, I guess, that are pretty good. Like I, I, I hope that they started filming and finished uh, uh, what's Severance season two. I, hope, I don't want that to get affected. You know, I don't know if they got through House of the Dragon season two. You know, I'd like to watch those, but if they don't come back or if they don't come back for another four years or whatever, I'll be fine. I've kind of just tuned out a new content anyway. Like when something good comes along, I'm like, oh shit. Wow. What do you know? Isn't this fun? It's like getting a, a, a treat and you're, you know, like a toy in your cereal. You're like, oh, I didn't expect that. That's nice. I didn't need it. That's sure. Why not? But they're all like, oh, we have demands. It's like, do you now? All right. Uh, 
Regardless of whether SAG after goes on strike this week, which they're supposed to, the studios have no intention of sitting down with writers go for several more months. I think we're in for a long strike and they're going to let it bleed out. The other thing I don't like about this shit is that as much as like, you know, how uh, the, they're like for the people and the rights and the writers and blah, blah, blah. The thing that's really annoying is how like entertainment news, they love this shit because they have something to talk about now. Like they're like, you know, Oh, these poor writers, but you know, let's please not let it end because people were actually clicking on Variety and Deadline who would never come here for any other reason. Um, and in fact, as they're saying that, I don't actually care to read it. I'm just going to talk. I'm going to speculate. So widely, wildly go after it. Uh, <laughs> Matt was on an actor's strike his entire career. That's right. That's right. I will not grace the screen until they start taking care of us better. And they still have not, so I still haven't done it. And, and I refuse. I refuse. I'm stick. I am. I am sticking to my guns, my principles. I will not. I will not go back up there. No, I won't. No, I won't. Uh, oh, Papa Cotton, the bear scene. The bear is an alternate skin for that character. The character is usually portrayed as a small child. Ah, I get what you're saying, Papa Cotton. Yes, I mean. No shock. They are getting weird out there. They are getting weird with some of this stuff where you're just like, really? Really? Like, really? That's the angle? That's the play? That's what you're going with? Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll just let Twitter maul you alive uh, and uh, kind of continue to unify people against you further. Keep it up. Keep it going, folks. Keep it going. Is he paying the lamp again? <laughs> no, no. I hung up my chain years ago. I'll never come out of retirement. Not for anyone. No, I gave up that lamp game years ago. You don't know what it takes out of a man to be a lamp. You don't understand the focus, the sheer tenacity of will to become a source of illumination for a room. You will never understand what it takes. That's why I've hung up my string and my light bulb, and I'll never come out of retirement. Never. Never again. Never. <laughs> the actors are already strike. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they started their strike as of today. Okay. Don't let the door hit you. Who gives a shit? Bye. You know, like, I remember well, I was listening to Opie and Anthony during the last writer's strike, and Louis C.K. was uh, was talking about it. And uh, he was saying how, like, A, he didn't like it because it was bad for business. Like, it's bad for everybody. It doesn't actually, they don't actually win. They don't really get anything. The other thing he was saying was that, like, it's really douchey because all, like, the the non-working writers and, like, the non-working actors and stuff like that, they go to these strikes and protests to kind of network. <laughs> it's just so Hollywood. It's just so gross. You know, I'm here in support of this cause. But, hey, you know, when you're staffing up next time, remember me, brother. Woo, look for the cause. Like, ugh. Uh, so gross, such a gross town, such a gross town. Um, what are we at here? Whoop. Red shirt. Yes, that would make the backlash against Sound of Freedom a lot easier to understand. Yeah, that, I mean, that, was, that, was, that was a crazy take. That was a crazy take. You're just like, what? <laughs> what? There's sometimes where you're kind of like, eh, I sort of see where you're coming from. But you're just like, this is a true story. It's it's real. I hear you. It's, it's talked about all the time. There's a movie about the like you know right wing Americans are like yeah fuck yeah go get them and they're like these QAnon nut jobs. You're like 
what? There's all these foundations and there's like law enforcement. And like, what are you, what? What are you pushing back against here? That's an insane take. And it's not even like it's about Hollywood. If it was like about Hollywood or something, you kind of like, all right. But it's just like, I mean, yeah, maybe it is. I haven't seen it, but I, I like, it's a wild, wild take by the mainstream media. You're just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, what was it? What was the Babylon Bees article? Was it was something like, uh, uh, I don't want to butcher it. It was really good. It was like Hollywood, oh, our mainstream, what was it? Damn it. It was so fucking funny. Fake news you can trust. That's great. Uh, they're so funny. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, oh, fuck. But, ah, fuck. The moment's over. But it was just, kind of, oh, yeah. Hollywood confused by new movie that depicts so child sex trafficking as bad. <laughs> oh, they're good. They got a good staff over there. They sure do. Pretty goddamn funny. <laughs> What is this bald arse gate everyone is talking about anyway? Do you like fantasy? You probably do. You nerd out like the rest of us. You probably do. Still all the shows I haven't seen. Yeah. And books I haven't read and video games I haven't played. And hey, look, the strike doesn't affect like podcasters. It's like the greatest time for comedy podcasts. There's so many comedy podcasts I can barely keep up. Barely keep up. Speaking of which, going to the Comedy Mothership tomorrow night to see none other than James T. Norton. Jim Norton, that's right. Stand-up comedy legend. Opie and Anthony, third mic legend. I'm going to go see him tomorrow. I'm super excited. Can't wait. Me and, me and the lady going to go out to dinner. Going to get nice and toasted. And, uh, you know, have a good old time. Have a good old time. Sci-fax. They are complaining about $7,500 a week to write what they've been producing. I know. Uh, that's the thing like union rates are still super high like even like a union like scale for actors is like they're like oh i got scale it's like that's still like 1100 bucks or something like that like it's still like a lot of money for like most professions and it's like and you're living your dream like it's not so bad uh yeah i, I don't know it's like it's crazy it's like to write like the lord of the rings like the rings of power like how much money they got compensated for that hot steaming turd of a show like you can't you want more you didn't you don't deserve what you have let alone more um i'll try this again since the last attempt got yeeted developers just dropped it in their presser recently seems a veiled attempt to spike steam sales is this about the uh, the Baldur's Gate thing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about what you guys are talking about. I don't know if there's like a link or something, like a video we could watch. Like, is it in the trailer? I don't know. But it does say, uh, did the chat just get nuked or was that me? I don't know. I hope not. Didn't happen on my end. And if it did, I'm sorry. What's up, Classy Vigilante? Good to see you, pal. I've been, uh, I've been well. Transitioning quite a bit. Not my gender. I've always been a woman. No transition necessary there. Uh, but transition, I moved into a new place. Uh, I've got more space. I've got a studio, a lovely studio that you can't see because this this Asian thing here. But behind me are lights and a green screen. Oh, it's a whole thing. Uh, I've changed jobs, lost Luke for a week, for three weeks. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been wild. But good to see you, sir. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. The powers that be don't allow discussion of their hobbies. No, they don't like that. No, they don't. You are getting a little too close for their comfort. A little too close for their comfort. But yeah, um, 
strike is stupid. Who cares? I don't care if the entire industry implodes. Whatever. Something else will replace it. There's enough entertainment elsewhere. I don't care. I don't watch new shit. Yellowstone, I like. 1923 is pretty good. Severance is pretty good. Me and my girlfriend watched that show Blackbird on Apple. That was good. I don't care. I don't give a shit. There's enough. I watch more YouTube than anything. Way more. Podcasters, live streams, lore videos about Disco Elysium. I just put that on in the background while I was animating. Fucking great. Way more entertaining. Hey, office girl. Coming around. I finally tried a White Claw, the raspberry one. It was refreshing. See, I told you. You guys called me pussies, but they're delicious. They're delicious. Although... I, I, my, my favorite is Mighty Swell. That's my favorite brand, but they make a lot of different ones now, like High Noons made with real vodka. There's all these ones made with tequila. Lots of good stuff out there. I can't recommend it more. I can't recommend it more. What else we got? Oh, I will say there's a new show I'm watching that I enjoy. Uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. It's not, it's newer. It's in their fourth season, fourth and final, fourth and final season of Jack Ryan. I do enjoy that quite a bit. I think that show is really good. I think you guys should check it out. It's about the CIA. So, you know, it's a Hollywood show about the CIA. I mean, you know. But I, to me, the impression I got was it, it's not too like, I don't know, maybe maybe like Razor Fist would watch it and like, you know, rip it to shreds and, and see how it's like pushing narratives and stuff like that. I didn't see that. I thought it was just a really kick-ass show. It's Tom Clancy. It seems very vintage Tom Clancy. I really enjoy it. They take it to different uh, different countries each time. The first time was the Middle East. First season was Middle East. Then it was Venezuela. Then Russia last year. And now, uh, now it's like Myanmar, like Burma and Mexico. It's fucking good, man. It's really compelling. Any fans of The Wire will recognize, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Wendell Pierce, the bunk from The Wire is also on Jack Ryan. Uh, what's his name? Krasinski takes to the role of Jack Ryan real well. He's much more of like a physical kind of action star badass than you'd expect, but also kind of like plays the college boy doctor part of, of Dr. Ryan's character real well. I really love that show. Recommend that show to anybody. It's on Amazon Prime. Weekly releases. They finally caught on to that. I, I like that. I'm watching that. Can't recommend it more. Can't recommend. Oh yeah, Office Girl season two of Terminal List. You know, I really like that show a lot. That, that ending though, I didn't love that ending. And I know it's part of the book. And you know, spoiler alert if you if you haven't seen it or you don't want me to, you know, you don't want to be ruined for you. But when it was just his friend all along, I was like, nah. I didn't love that part. But the show was super good. <laughs> Somebody say Wendell? What? What about me? This guy. This is the star of the show. You know, Matt, Matt Smith, you know, I don't know. He left. Okay. He could go, 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 go have your feelings. Go have your little, your little seance, you pussy. But I could come back here and do a show with everybody. Everyone wants to see Wendell, right? That's, that's right. Oh, Jesus. The Lincoln Lawyer is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw a thing for that. I, I don't, I, I don't know anything about it. I know there's a McConaughey movie. I don't know. I haven't, uh, what is that one? Is that Prime? Netflix? Who does that one? Fuck yeah, Jake likes Wendell. Who doesn't like Wendell? I don't know what the problem is, quite frankly. I think I'm quite charming. 
uh, uh, but I thought, oh, Jack Ryan got that queued up to watch next. Just finished Fubar. What was Fubar? Oh, that's the uh, Schwarzenegger movie. What is? How was that? I watched that Schwarzenegger documentary. I thought that was really good. That got me all pumped up on that. On you know, on like my childhood, like you know, idol. You know, when you're a kid, I mean, you know, Terminator 2 came out in 91. I was six. I saw it maybe 92, 93. You know what I mean? Like that kid, that guy's been alive, like an action superstar since I was born. You know, I was born in like the, just at the the rise of, of Schwarzenegger. So it's a three-part series. If you haven't seen it, I do recommend watching it. Um, you could probably skip the last one. I, I I wouldn't say that. So it's broken into three. So it's like the weightlifter, then the action star, and the last one is uh, uh, what's it called? The politician. They called the American. And so it's about like his him being governor, which is pretty interesting. But then at the end, because it's Netflix, they got to tag on some climate change shit. They got to tag in some Ukraine stuff. You know, vaccine shit. Blah blah blah. That's all there. But ninety. 7% of it is actually epic. And you, it will make you like nostalgic for Schwarzenegger like when he was a kid. It's really candid. It's really vulnerable. It kicks ass. I loved it. I thought it was super fun. Uh, Papa Cotton. It's funny that Matt thinks he is... What's going on here? Oh, there we go. It's funny that Matt thinks he's validated as not a pussy because a woman told him she drinks the same thing. That's actually pretty funny. Shut up, Papa Cotton. All right, buddy. Women can do things now. Women can do things now. Look, I, I respect Office Girl's taste. I think she's got good taste. I think, quite frankly, she's got better taste than you, Papa Cotton. All right, pal? All right, big guy? All right, chief? All right? <laughs> I like my seltzers. I'm not ashamed. I like my seltzers. I like my Crocs. Say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Yes, I played furniture in a bad TV show that was humiliating. I don't care. I got to make out with a cute girl doing it. Uh, can you guys say that? I don't think so. That's right. I'm pretty manly. I'm pretty manly. Netflix does the Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, I think I was like, I was going to check that out. I think I ended up watching the, um, what's it called? What's the name of that? Uh, the the Muscles and Mayhem, the American Gladiators documentary, docu-series. I think it was like five episodes. Pretty good, a little long. Didn't need to be quite as long as it was. But it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was nostalgia. You know, reminded me of like I did watch the American Gladiators when I was a kid. Of course, who didn't? It was pretty, it was pretty fun. Pretty fun show. I recommended that. I recommend that. I'll have to check out the Lincoln Lawyer. I'll get there. Maybe I'll watch it with my chick. We've been looking for a new show to watch. She's a little picky. It's tough. Tried to get her into the expanse. Wasn't happening. I tried really hard. She tried too. To her credit, she tried super hard. But uh nah, didn't work. Didn't work, which is weird. Bosch was on Prime. Is that the same? Is that the same universe? Is Bosch and the Lincoln lawyer in the same universe? I don't know. Uh, Laura thought Fubar wasn't as bad as I thought it I thought it would be. Not not ooh bad. It wasn't ooh bad. It was like ooh bad, but not ooh bad. Office girl, I saw T two in the theater. Holy shit, that's awesome. You know what? I got to be honest. Controversial. Controversial statement coming, guys. Controversial statement alarm. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, I think Terminator 1 is the superior film. Additionally, I kind of feel that Terminator 2 is more 
geared towards kids in its writing and its style. Everything's kind of on the nose. It's a little, it's an action film. I get it. But Terminator one is a fucking masterpiece. It's such a great movie. Even though I, I, there's no one here. I can feel like I'm losing you all. I, I just, as I get older, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love Terminator two anymore. I know it feels bad. It feels like I've broken up with someone, you know, it feels like it's not you. It's me kind of thing. But I just, I don't know. Terminator one to me is just such a better movie. And Terminator two is like, I don't know, a little broader, a little less uh, precise geared towards kids. I think it's really geared more towards kids. I don't know. Fubar has a true lies vibe to it. Okay. All right. I like true lies. I like James Cameron was my, my girlfriend's got cable just hilarious actually i have cable but i didn't even know that because it just covered my building um but my girlfriend's got cable and woke up the other day and she's like oh you want to watch something i was like sure and it was on whatever channel it was on it was like the last third of aliens i'm like this is what we're watching <laughs> we're not changing the channel we're watching aliens we're gonna finish this right now and it was awesome camera was was awesome t2 in theater was awesome i bet that probably was kick-ass that was probably so cool when he's got the minigun you got a goddamn minigun. And he just starts lighting up all those cop cars. That'd be pretty sick. Or you got ASAC Schrader. You got ASAC Schrader from uh, Breaking Bad. Attacking him with that gas grenade gun. It's true. That was him. Cameo. You can actually kind of see it. The guy's very distinct. He was also in Total Recall. He's like that guy. You got a lot of nerves showing your face around here, Hauser. Look who's talking. Great movie, too. Total Recall is the best. Oh, yeah. I remember that meme was going around, and it was RoboCop, Starship Troopers, and Total Recall. And everyone was like, obviously, you get rid of Total Recall. And I was like, the fuck you do? That's arguably the best of the three. And that's a hard argument to make, but I would, uh, you know, it's, it's it could be, ha- you could have it. It's, it's a reasonable argument. All those movies are perfect. I wouldn't get rid of any of them. I'd go down for that one. I'd be like, no, I guess I got to go. They're all great. Actually, my answer would probably be RoboCop, but that'd still break my heart. That'd still break my heart. That would hurt. Seltzers are fine for everyone. See? It's inclusive, Papa Cotton. It's inclusive. Seltzers are inclusive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Seltzers are the new Zima or wine coolers. No. They're good. You guys are just pussies. That's, that's the problem. You're too scared of appearing feminine, so you won't even try them. You won't even try their delicious, nuanced flavor. Huh? Watermelon mint. Mighty swell. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude. So good. Ah, so delicious. Bosch and Lincoln Lawyer are half-brothers. Same universe. Ah, I didn't know that. I did Much like, uh, what's it? uh, What's his name? Vic from Mr. Blonde from Reservoir Dogs. Sword topic, I know. That guy's probably still out there. Uh, his name is Vega. Vic Vega is brothers with Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. Played by uh, John, what's his name? Travolta. They're brothers. Ain't that something? Yeah. T1 is better than T2. Fuck it, A, Thoth. Goddamn right, sir. It really is. It really is. Matt decided between Sperminator 1 and 2. That is tough. I mean, those are pieces of art. Real pieces, if you know what I'm saying, all right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, static. My parents wouldn't let, probably, would let me watch T2, not T1. 
Wow. Because T2's got some pretty gruesome scenes. I mean, when that guy duplicates himself and he's like the fat guy and he, he looks at the cop and he's like, what the fuck? And then he puts that like thing in his eye, you know? Like, <laughs> That's a pretty brutal scene. Or when the when the he puts the knife through that guy's head, he's got the milk. Tell that shut the fuck up, you stupid mutt. That was pretty good. Uh, office girl, it's okay for you to be wrong. So they are both excellent. All right, it's like alien aliens argument. I guess so. I don't really hear many people making the alien argument though. But again, I guess people do because it's like more of a horror movie. Aliens is the superior one by far. By far. Classy Vigilante. Okay. I like how we're pretty reasonable chat here. I prefer T1, but T2 is great. Booyah. Love it. Uh, I love both T1 and T2, though. Same for Aliens OG. I could probably leave the original Alien. Not that I don't love it, but I could probably leave it. But Aliens, no. No. My first cast name was Ripley. Like I'm going down with the ship on that one. As a film, The Terminator is superior, but as an action flick, T2 is better. Ah, that's well put. That's well put. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, there's some good scenes. And when he jumps up on the on the, the hood of that Mack truck and just unloads with the M16 on the guy right there on the T-1000. Yeah, I mean, there's some great, there's some great scenes. When he hits him with the grenade launcher and he goes, and falls into the steel. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't you can't sleep on T two. I'm not sleeping on T two. I'm just comparing the two. I just think T one's just a better movie overall. But uh, the special effects have an age as well, unfortunately. Most of them look great, but there's just a few scenes, especially towards the end, like the animatronic when the thing's coming for. But it's so scary. Like it really, it just it's got this like now it's just that you know the Terminator skeleton just coming for you, Terminated fucker. Yeah, it's pretty kick ass. These days, Pixar is whoa, whoa, bad. Yeah, Pixar's Pixar's bad. I like the movie Soul. I thought that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Thought that had a nice, nice touch. Yes, it does. Total Recall does rock hard. Fuck yeah, it does indeed. I love Total Recall. Phenomenal film. Wolverine's connect. That minigun was the exact same minigun from Predator '87. Oh, that rules. I didn't know that. That's great to learn. That kicks ass. I always love that. That was so much fun. Yeah, there's a good minigun scene in the deep, deep blue sea. Is that what it's called? Deep blue sea? No, that's the deep blue sea was the was the one with uh, the sharks. What was that movie? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? There's like the sea monster. It's kind of a B movie, um, but uh, it was it was there was some big. They, they go on. They're gonna rob this cruise ship or whatever. And there's this big sea monster on the ship. And they give them all like these handheld water cooled mini guns. And there's like this scene where like something like a chandelier falls when they're all like sneaking around. They're like, ah, and they like shoot. And then they're and we're like, stop, stop, stop. And they look at the guns. And they go, they just keep shooting again because it's so much fun. What was that movie called? I can't remember. Well, anyway, it's out there and it was a good scene. Folks. I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to do it. I think this episode of the MFR podcast is coming to a close. I think a nice, nice tidy hour and a half is pretty good. Plus, I got to get ready for work because I still have a normal day job, which sucks. But I'm back, baby. 
I am back. I am back streaming on YouTube. We're going to make some content, folks. We're going to have some scripted stuff. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Probably going to start with some shorts and have some fun stuff, sketches. Who knows, guys? Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about Fallball Productions coming back on the scene, kicking ass, taking names, making content, baby. That's right. I'm here. You're queer. Thanks for watching. No, <laughs> just kidding. Thank you very much, everyone who came by. You guys are good people. It's so nice to be back and see you all again. I missed you. I truly, truly did. It was. Uh, it's been a. It's been a while. Been a little hiatus. I get. You know, vigilante was the first one among us. I remember taking like a a hiatus and coming back. I get it. I needed it too. But I'm back, baby. I'm back. Wendell's back. I'm back too, guys. Back here to make some content, make some laughs, keep it clean. We're going to have some fun. going to have some good jokes. Uh, it's good to see you all. Office girl, Lord Thoth, just another registered, that 70s rock fan, Papa Cotton, Jake D, Joe's Atmosphere, uh, Wolverine Snicht, Classy Vigilante, Static 2020, Man of War 665, Neighbor of the Base, my first super chatter ever, of course. Did I miss anyone? If I missed anyone, Sammy boy, go buy Sammy's book. Go buy Sammy's book. Follow me on Twitter. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, all that good shit. Go watch Jack Ryan at Rules. Play Dave the Diver. Low spec Linux laptop. Hell, parrot head, hell. Good to see you all. This was a hell of a day. A hell of a, a, a return. A return. Thank you all for watching. And I'll see you all in the next episode of the Amber Podcast. I don't know when that's going to be, but it's going to happen. Hail, Ernie Alf. Hail, buddy. I'm back, baby. We're making content. I'll see you all in the next one. You guys have a wonderful day. Peace out, Cub Scouts.